Look, when I started doing the show 15 years ago, I remember being frustrated with the fact that whenever I was in church, I only ever heard people get up on stage and, and I only ever heard glory stories. It was always, I used to struggle with this, then I found Jesus and now life is peachy. And that was the mathematical equation the, every stinking time. And so I was sitting there going, well, apparently I'm doing something wrong because that's not how my life is rolling. So I thought my understanding of God was wrong or God didn't like me or I don't know, whatever. So I said, when I started doing the show, I said, uh, I want people who actually have real stories and still messy and the bow is not nicely tied up on the end. So here's the story of sacrificial love. It's a story of tested love, though. It's a story of tested faith uh, and the actual impact of having a daughter born with a disability. And then how do you deal with this sentence? Boy, God really blessed you by giving you a disabled child. How does that sit with you? And then as a child who is completely aware, how does it feel when your parents are honest about the struggle and the sacrifice and everything that goes with it? Irene and Richard met in their homeland of Poland, fell in love, got married, and followed their dreams of a new life in Canada. In 1986, they immigrated to Ontario. In 91, their daughter Patricia was born, three months premature. Uh, two weeks after she was born, the doctors told them that their daughter had brain damage and was subsequently diagnosed with cerebral palsy, CP. Then at the age of nine, Patty was diagnosed with a form of epilepsy that can't be controlled with medication. Well, Patty is now 26, and she has lived her entire life confined to a wheelchair and in need of 24-7 care. And Patty's parents have had to give up their dreams. And that's the reality. They had to give up their, their lives uh, in, in so many ways, taking jobs that allowed each of them to share the responsibility of round-the-clock care. Like, it's not as though they could just go through the want ads and take anything they want, or maybe they train for this. And No, it's just they've got to, they've got to make it work. So after Patty was diagnosed, though, Richard, from what I understand, we're going to talk to Richard. He's here. He's right beside me. Richard tried to escape the reality that his dreams of what his life was supposed to be like had been, had been pretty much crushed. And then alcohol took the place of hope. Eventually, he was, check this out, miraculously healed of his addiction. But the stress of real life continued. This is a normal family. They're not, you know, just floating around the house listening to Hillsong worship music all the time. They argue, they yell, they fight. They're a normal family. But all of them have desperately grappled with their faith. In spite of the fact that God has not healed their daughter. And along the way, they've had to watch as this hope of being healed kept getting crushed time and time again. The reality is that the healing ministries of people like Benny Hinn have probably caused more hurt than healing. And yet week after week, Patty greets people with a radiant smile and mischievous eyes as they walk through the doors of the Meeting House Church in Oakville. And that's how I found this crazy family. Richard, You've been on radio before, right? Haven't you? Sneak nice and close. Yeah. I've been one time in uh, on my mission in Brazil. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have to sign <laughs> autographs afterwards? No. <laughs> Richard, you and I sat in the in the you know table and chairs, and we just started talking at the meeting house. And I got to hear a little bit of your story, and I liked how honest you were. You know, we talked about uh, people from your neck of the woods, Poland, straight shooters. If it's reality, say it's reality. And then you come over to North America and it's all about rainbows and candy floss. Image. Image, yeah. 
Um, I think it helped your image marrying Irina. I think you married up. <laughs> Good suck-up comment? You like that? I, Dude, I know who I need to be afraid of in this room, okay? No, I, I try to not argue with my No, you don't. Right now, no. You know, no, you don't. You don't want us to argue. No? Me. Ask oh. our friends. Yeah? They've we seen it? We argue all the time. Do you? This, this is our way to communicate, you know? Yes, it is. Well, yeah. This is a very good way for us because <laughs> if I keep my mind open and love my wife yeah. right yeah after arguing i try to just moderate or i try to adjust my behavior and, uh, and uh, attitude and so yeah. it's working for yeah. us you know good for you good for you how many years uh irena have you been married for uh, gonna be 33 33 okay well done well done yep and it's been such a smooth glorious experience, hasn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think so. Any marriage is a smooth experience, and for sure not ours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patty, I have a question for you, young lady. I'll be, I'll be honest, Drew. Yes, I know you will Drew, be. I will be. Patty, are you always cheery? Are you always positive? Are you always happy? Do you always smile? Truth. I try my best, but not always. Sometimes life can be a downer. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. Have you ever gone to be a greeter at the meeting house and on that day you went, I don't want to be a greeter at the meeting house today? Nope, never. Really? You just turn that switch and away you go? Yep. Who's the most interesting person you've greeted at the meeting house? I mean, other than me. Everybody. Oh, see? They she all have has, a story. She has all the right answers. You drive me nuts. You just... <laughs> I'm being honest. I know. This is what I love it. This is why I love it. Um, let me just ask you right away, Patty. We've heard some of the journey that your mom and dad, and we're going to hear more of it. And, and we're about to hear the, the brutal truth behind the journey. So let me summarize it and then get your reaction. How does it make you feel when I say that your mom and dad have given up a lot of their dreams of what life was going to be in order to take care of you? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel so loved that they were able to sacrifice. They, they made their sacrifices. They could have, you know, been off doing whatever, but they stayed with me. And that's what any true family does. You don't feel guilty? Guilty of what? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to get my butt kicked in this yeah, interview. Okay. Yeah. Um... Why hasn't God healed you? Because you asked. I guess he had another plan in store. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't <laughs> I really seem... I don't know. No, but I, it, does it not seem unfair? I mean, you really asked. You, did you not go to a Benny Hinn uh, crusade to get healed? Yes, but that was so many years ago that, you know... I, I kind of got discouraged when I went to the, and disappointed when I went to the Benny Hinn crusade. And that was years ago. I was a kid. And now, you know, I'm an adult. So I'll be honest. Life was never fair in the first place, you know. And we, we have to do what we have to do to make things work. Do I like taking, do I like taking my medication? No, but I have to. Mm -hmm. in order to survive. But I still think that bad things can happen to good people every day. And that's not fair, but it's life. Your mom just gave you the thumbs up, so now I'm going to pick on your mom. Um, 
You, what's that? Richard, <laughs> Richard, Richard, you're not allowed to live no, through me. Big husband. <laughs> Hit her hard. Um, you gave birth to Patty, and I can only imagine as a mom, you gave birth to uh, your your daughter, and there was brain damage, and there there has to have been, maybe not, but there has to have been some some bl- blaming yourself, right? Is that a true thing? Did you blame <clears throat> yourself? Did you feel, oh, geez, I, I screwed up somehow? Um, there was always that question, yes, because uh, you, I think it's human nature to find the answer for question why. And that was true. I was blaming myself because I find so many different, you know, ideas, what I did wrong when I was pregnant, what I didn't do or what I don't do, I don't supposed to do. So it, it was, but... Um, what about the theology of, oh, you know, okay, the that, sins of your family and all okay, that stuff? Okay, that comes later because, you know, when the party was born, we didn't go to the church yet. We came from Poland. We was born. I was born and raised as a Catholic, and I didn't know much about God, okay? I know that God exists. I never questioned that. I know there is a God, but I know the God from the religion classes, you know, picture as a triangle with this big eye. And it was like this This all-seeing God, all-seeing God who is watching you all the time and just watching you when you do something wrong and you have to go to the confession and that. So that's what I know. When we came, no God, when we came to the church, um, that was while after Patty was born already. But I still have a question. Why? And going back to your question and be quick. Of course, people are telling you, oh, it's your fault. There is your, you probably have seen you didn't. No, uh, no, no, say, no. Nobody said no. that to you. Nobody of actually said that to did. you. Of course, there were people. And I have to tell you, some people really mean it. And they didn't want to hurt us. They actually want to help us. Right. So I will go through during the night. What the heck is another sin in my life? I'm still living in, you know, and you go back. And there was a people who were telling me, maybe it's not your sin, maybe it's your ancestor. I said, how far I can go to find that <laughs> sin? Because, you know, I don't know nothing about my grandparents. Maybe they were sinners, you know, like all of us. So I'm pretty sure they were, yeah. And I'm telling you that was a time in my life I have to go through to mature in my faith. So I don't treat that time when the people are telling me that stuff as a lost time. No. Mm-hmm. I learned from that. Mm-hmm. I learned to move and make the step. I never go back to that time. I learned a lot of things, listening to the other people, listening to the different preachers, reading the different book. But particularly one book, it was Dobson, Dr. Bob Dobson book, it was uh, um, When God Doesn't Make Sense, right, yeah. which opened my eyes. Right. And actually, that was the moment when, when something turned and that's it. I know you cannot have answer and I cannot blame myself anymore. Even if I did something wrong, I cannot blame myself because I have to go forward yeah. instead of staying in the past. Yeah, I very rarely say this, but I'm going to. You go, girl. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that was, Tim, but Tim's just making I had a noises. great friend who helped me to make that move. Good, okay? good, good. What about forgiving your jerk husband? Ah. You know what? That was easier than you think. Really? Yes. No, because when he was on the booze, was he not a jerk? It was total jerk. Yeah, but I wasn't better than him. What? Okay, you have to understand, when you have alcohol in the family, the whole family is sick. It's not only him. I got sick, too. 
So when he got sick, I get upset, I get angry, you know, even if I know he doesn't listen, he doesn't understand, but I need that. And I hated him, I wanna hurt him. But after the, he quit, the God healed him because I believed the God, that was a miraculous way the God healed him. No, he just, he just, he, no, he no, grew no. stronger. No, no, he made no. a decision, he just, oh, and no. this time the decision, he, it, it was a real thing. Oh, no, no. If the people telling you that it's not true, I know what I went through. I know when my husband uh, went at least two or three times to rehab center, he promised me a thousand times he will never drink again. And uh, okay, and he will last maybe for three months, six months, and go back. So it wasn't his will. Mm -hmm. It wasn't his effort. So no, it was hell. So and I hate him. Really, I hate him. And it was at the last time, just before the healing, I was sitting on the kitchen table and I was counting if I can afford to keep the house, live with Patty and work mm -hmm. and hire the babysitter. Mm -hmm. That was the moment I remember. And I said to myself, no, I can't. So I know without him, because he was, how you call this, working alcoholic? Yes. He was still working and bringing money to the home. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. functional, functional yeah. alcoholic, That's, yeah. thank you, Patty. Hey, so Patty, I said, enough from you over there. <laughs> so I know I cannot do better without him. Yeah. So I, I, I hate him, but I live. I learn how to live without him, beside him. Before we actually allow him to mm -hmm. speak, <laughs> I want to go back to Patty for a second with a question. Patty, uh, did you do you have many memories of when your dad was was being a jerk uh, when he was boozed up? I do have a few rather painful memories. I remember I came back from choir practice one day. I was I don't know how old I must have been twelve uh, or at least yeah seven younger than that and he said I have to tell you something and I said what on earth is going on dad and he said I'm an alcoholic and he started to cry but it was like this sort of very sensitive crying and he was crying I'm an alcoholic I'm an alcoholic and that was really painful too honestly I still remember what we would look out he had like binoculars that he got from his dad, and he he would look out at the stars, and and uh, he 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 drink he would drink at the same time. Hmm. So hmm. that's pa those, those that's painful. Sure, some painful memories. Very yeah, yeah. very painful. Yeah. I'm afraid. Um, <sighs> Richard, are you are you an alcoholic? No. Because that's what I've heard people say. Well, you're 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 not drinking right now, but once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. You need to see yourself as an alcoholic so that you stop drinking alcohol. You need to identify yourself as an alcoholic. You know what I mean? That whole language. Yes, I know because when I was healed, I was going many times to AA to testify, and uh, it was the problem, you know. Yeah. But for me, it's no problem. Why should I think about it? Jesus healed me. I promised that the day I was healed, I promised to, to him, to my wife, to myself, never drink again. And I don't have the problem. You know, I have to ask you, really? Yeah. You've never taken another drink, Richard? Richard? No. This is my staring down at you, serious parent face. I Richard? Don't. Yes, never. Really? Never. But what's wrong? Why, just have one. Why? I, I, I promise, and I don't need it. 
I'm not trying to convince you. I'm, I'm just, no. you know. No. <laughs> uh, I just got no. told off again. The, the, even the better. I never have the craving and temptation to drink. Yeah. I told you since eight years, I work for the stem, for the, for the important wine uh, uh, yeah, company. Yeah, he's, he's a wine importer. Yeah. I, I deliver wine to restaurants, to hotels, and I have wine at home. And it's everywhere, and you don't everywhere. touch it. No, no, not even one time. I had the, had the, you know, like some dream, you know, to drink. I, I don't have to fight, you know, not to drink because it's, it doesn't exist for me. You, you want to know what kind of a real jerk I am? After he told me he was an alcoholic. We then had a conversation about the best Polish beer, and I went out, and, I, and then the next week I came <laughs> back and I said, I bought the, that beer you told me about. is amazing. <laughs> so I'm a jerk for saying that. No. Um, what kind, what happened to you when you drank? What did you, what did you become? Were you an angry drunk? Were you a, 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 a sloppy cry drunk? Were you, um, you, you know, violent? I mean, what, what happened to you? No, I never was violent. I was like keeping everything in, 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 in myself. Right, in, so in functional me, you know, drunk or very whatever. Yeah. I was working one time three, uh, three different jobs and I was caring for a party, you know, so, and, uh, and alcohol was like the, the, the tool, you know, to help me to, you know, to, to cope with life because, uh, mm. Life become the, the bigger than, than I was. Mm -hmm. Always, on, all my life, I was counting on myself. I, le I left my home as the 90, 19, end of my high school. And uh, I chose to be lord of my life, you know. I didn't uh, have any relation uh, with, uh, with, with my father. I don't remember relation like father and son. I don't have any memory, you know. He wasn't a model for me. I always try avoid him. I don't. I don't feel well in his, in his uh, presence. I don't know why, but it was the reality, you know. Mm -hmm. So I chose the freedom. I left the home and, uh, and I try to, you know, live my life, you know, like it's very sometimes very hard way, right? Do, Richard, do you? I don't even know how to. Let me just figure out how to ask this. God, you 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 believe that God healed you of alcoholism, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then, have you asked God to heal your daughter? Yes. He didn't heal your daughter. Do you feel guilty that God healed you and not her? Uh, no, but uh, truly, I don't understand why. But uh, this is the life, you know. <laughs> the, the good, the good people. They are Christian. They die in car accident. They are, they are sick, you know. Bad things happen to good uh, people. Yeah, the, of, of course, you know. And uh, and you know, the problem is uh, how we how we build in us the image of God, you know. Yeah, right? I remember you telling. Keep going with yeah, this. Yeah, as God, as uh, as the guy supposed to do what what uh, what we expect or or not doing but he's a god he has uh, he can do what he wants he, he, of, of course uh, <laughs> of course and uh, i don't blame him you know i i have the problem with with this of course you know because uh, but i'm telling you when is the worst day of my life when i am very down very depressed i think uh, I try to think what he did for, for me and my family, how he saved my life, uh, my marriage, changed my destiny. And, uh, and next day, this is new sunrise, new day, and new hope, you know. And this is... 
and other I don't have the place to go you know I don't have uh, anybody to go you know this is just the life and the reality is much bigger than I am I, I can do this on myself you know because to be good father you can do uh, because even as alcoholic I try to be very responsible I'm very responsible man so you can do your duty as the responsible man but this is much better uh, love do you the love, you know, and be happy. So I still didn't reach this because uh, when I pray to God, I uh, ask him to enlarge my heart because I don't have love in me, you know. I cannot do anything on, on, on my own power, you know. Yeah. My power finished 2001 when I, when I, when I, when I was life bankrupt. When after this Hold on, did you hear that? My power finished in me in 2001 when I was life bankrupt. Yeah. After my second rehab center, I didn't drink like three, four months and started drinking again. I knew this is end of myself. And that, mom that moment got entered my life. God, I didn't know. I didn't uh, ignore. Yeah. And God, I hated because I didn't understand. Uh, it was my understanding of God. Why, if he wants to punish me for my sinful life, why he's punishing my daughter. Yeah. And I was really very hard man, you know, there's not even one God commandments I didn't break, you know. So, so this is my understanding of, of, of God. Patty, I, I want to come back to you for a second and, and I'm, I'm going to ask you some awkward questions because I'm really good at that. That's okay. <laughs> I want to talk about love, relationships, boyfriends, Falling in love, future, marriage, all of that kind of stuff. What has been your experience and the, what impact has CP played on you allowing yourself to think about these things? And what, and, and, I don't, dude, can you hear I'm struggling in this, in this question? Because I'm like, well, do you date? Do you not date? Have you fallen in love? Have you not fallen in love? Have you kissed a boy? You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, let me just plug your parents' ears. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, when when I was about eighteen or nineteen years old, uh, I kind of dated a guy who uh, was Muslim. Was Muslim? Okay. And he he told me uh, that he loved me, and we met at a camp for people with disabilities. The only thing was he was the personal care worker for the men. You okay. know, and I was, and I was a participant. So that was that was part of the problem. And then he wanted to take me on. A, he said I was beautiful, and then he wanted to take me out on a date. So I said, Oh God, okay, <laughs> fine, fine, whatever. And then I um met he, but then I met his mom. He took me to a shopping mall. A shopping mall. That was the first thing. That's dangerous. But, and then and then he's like, I want you to convert and be my mother. I'm like, what does your mother have to do with this? Yeah. Like, honestly, I said to him, I'm not thumping my Bible at you. So don't try to convert me. Wow. And we're, and then I dumped him over the phone and tore up the only single picture we had. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right. Oh man! You know what? And I'm, I met his mother, and I could see she just—I could not picture her being my mother-in-law. She was just so. 
Her mom is her mom is like, don't don't read this. Okay. So what I just heard you say was because look, as an outsider, right, I don't I don't have anybody in my family with disabilities except for me and my my silliness. Um and I look at you and go, Okay, beautiful girl in her twenties. Oh yeah, I just go right to eighteen. Eighteen was when okay, yeah, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna get married? Is that a stupid question? If I if I find the right guy, sure. Yeah. Um how about you, Mom? Because I'm looking at you guys and the way you're interacting with her, and I see certain hand signals, like, and I, I'm trying to read the body language, and you <laughs> wanted to sit close to her, and, you, you know, there's a, you have had to be primary 24-7 caretakers of your daughter. And now, I can imagine some dude, and you, maybe they want to go out on a date, and do you want to go with them on the date? Mom? <laughs> Mom, I took her for that first day. Yeah, okay. because you can't. When was the, what's the longest you've ever been apart from Patty? Uh, when Richard took her to Poland when they go for the therapy, that was uh, four months. Four months. And she was four. Okay. She was four that day. Right. And um, otherwise, <laughs> she goes uh, to um, Easter right. Seals camps like for two weeks. Every year. Yeah. And. That's it, and she stuck with us. Are you? <laughs> are you? Are you tired? Physically, no. Actually, I'm telling you, I have a full-time job, and I take care about the party, and uh, in together with my husband, with Richard, uh, it, it's more uh, emotional roller coaster. Because you know, when you take care about for somebody with the physical disabilities for 26 years, you get used to lifting, changing, do this. Uh, it, it, it's it's a ritual. It, yeah. It's nothing new, yeah. You wake up and you know what you're gonna do. It's just for the last couple um, years when her seizure get really strong and, and unpredictable. It's it's just as the roller coaster, you know, because you like you're sitting and you're looking looking at her and you're waiting. Because anytime can happen, yeah. So that that that's what uh, really make me very tired. Some of the Do mannerisms are unfortunately characteristic of CP. So if I get stiff or if I look like this, it's just because it cannot be avoided. No, no, yeah, no, I get yeah. that. I get that. Okay, so. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be a jerk here again because that's yeah. what I do. Arena, emotionally. It gets exhausting and wearing on you, and and it tear it, it wears down your soul a little bit, probably. Okay, so just just lean on the Lord. Just read your Bible more and and pray more, and and, I try everything. and you'll be fine. I try everything. <laughs> okay, there is a. I I know where you're going with that. Okay, so <laughs> you see, if it comes to my fate. I have faith, and nothing can destroy that faith. Mm -hmm. I know God exists, that God is good, God is with us, God did good things. So I know for all my life this about the God. If it comes to making, having doubts, yes, I have a lot. I have every day. You know when I wake up, my prayer is just, I'm not, I am, I am, I'm not asking God for healing and you know, so she can wake up next day and she will heal. Maybe that's my problem, yeah? But I asked God for one good day for her. So God let her have it one day without the seizures. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. When it's happened and it's good, I am all in worship, okay? His song, all day. <laughs> I love his song, okay? Nothing wrong. Well, okay. When it's not good, you don't want to listen to me when I'm in the car driving to work. No. 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 Because I am angry, and I am angry on God. And I am not be afraid to say that. Mm-hmm. I am angry because I, can, I know he can, and I don't know why he cannot do it. So, and I think I have to live with that day by day, hmm. hoping one day that God will take care about her. I don't know, you know, I never get any promise, any word from God. Uh, I, you know, the people who comes with this prophecy and they said, your daughter going to be healed and this and this. It's, it, it takes more harm than, than any good, okay? How do you feel? So, uh, no, ready? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should go here, Richard. I'm looking for... He doesn't even know what I'm going to say. And I, no, he <laughs> just says, keep hitting her. Keep yeah, hitting her. Yeah, yeah I, I'm strong. How do you feel about Benny Hinn? I want to be clear. It's my experience. And what I say, it's from my, me. I don't want to. I, w- I, d- I don't want to offend anybody, but well, then you're on the wrong show. <clears throat> okay, you can offend as much as you want. Okay, I don't want to do that. I am nice person. Oh, <laughs> that's not what Richard told me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so w- w- uh, I took Patty for one of his this meeting, healing meeting. I don't know, Crusaders, whatever he called that, mm-hmm. to Rogers Center. Mm-hmm. You know Rogers Center, I twenty thousand yeah. people. Yeah up to 25,000 people. And I went with my friend who has a who has a who has a disabled daughter too. So they took us to the fourth level, the highest you can take the people on the wheelchairs. It takes us like half an hour to go up. And all there was nice worship and everything and after that he called people who wants to be healed. And I look at that and I look down and I say, how are we going to get there? In the wheelchairs. How are we going to go on the stage? There's no ramp. So how are you going to heal us? How are you going to heal all these people who are on the wheelchair on the fourth level? And I said, why am I here? Why am I here? Hmm. Why, for God's sake, I'm wasting my hope? Okay? If anybody got healed, thank God. But it's not because of Ben Hill, because of God. That's what I want to say. If God wants to heal Patty, it will do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I don't believe the people who will come, put their hands on her knees and, 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 and feed, and they say, oh, I want to heal, and they start praying. Let these legs move and that stuff. If you want to heal her and you have a sign from God that you're going to heal her, just put the hands on her head because it's nothing wrong with her legs. It's everything in her brain, okay? So <laughs> make it straight. You know, like, but since we are very polite... And like Patty said, we are Canadians, so we have to be polite. <laughs> I never said anything, but it doesn't help. People, it doesn't help people who need really help and need courage for every day. That's what I have to say. And that's what I have to say about that. Uh, folks, <laughs> y- you are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. This is what we call a journey segment. And a journey segment on our show means someone who has been thrown a number of curveballs in life. Life is not just a cakewalk. Life hasn't been peachy keen, as we used to say back in the 70s. Did we ever say that, Tim? Did, uh, no, I, I did. Know. Okay. I um, still say it. You still say it, peachy <laughs> keen? Nice. <laughs> it's pretty.
British vernacular. Love it. Peachy keen. Um, but there's still a spiritual component to their life, but life has not been the way – it hasn't worked out the way people thought. And so we're just trying to bring a little reality into into uh, this this – this faith stuff into spirituality and into, into, you know, people's journey with God. Um, Richard, how much <laughs> he's surrendering, uh, how much of your, you know, your, your, who you are, how much of who you are, your identity, et cetera, has come out of, the the family that you grew up in. In other words, you talked earlier about you having zero relationship with your dad. By the way, did you did you is your dad still alive? No. Did you, how did you and he talk before he died? Yes. Uh, you know, like I told you, I didn't have any relation. I didn't respect my father. I was so rebellious. I want to be lord of my life, but and I never remember, you know, the, like we have the relation, you know. I don't know why, but it was the reality. When I become the Christian, couple years later, uh, all, when I he was already sick, very sick on can- cancer and was dying. I I, I thought about him and uh, always remember he never told me I love him you know, he loves me you know mm-hmm. uh, so and I heard like voice like the real voice asking me did I did I tell him I love him wow for me it was like earthquake you know this is like uh, and I realized that moment I first time understood my father you know and mm-hmm. I realized I love him and I dream just to just to uh, make uh, w- make the way and you know to fix the the relation mm-hmm. so we went to the poland and i went to see my father and uh, and uh, we are talking i told him about uh, my life about how jesus changed my life and uh, end of end of our meeting i stood uh, uh, front of him and uh, kiss his hand and ask for forgiveness <sighs> I couldn't do this on my own power. Yeah, the, you know, to me, that's the miracle. Between the us w- was like it was the peak of my of my Christian life. Yeah. And the same time when we were leaving uh, Poland, uh, my father-in-law, Irena, father, told me, "I am now his son." You know. Hmm. So it was my father died the next year. You know, but we oh. we call start calling each other and uh, so. Back to your question, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, get any uh, much, you know, from my from, from my home, you know, from, yeah. from my home, you know. Oh. It was uh, my mother was busy. I have three sisters working three shifts, you know, and um, it was the communist time, uh, you know, communist system in Poland. Uh, so wasn't life like here. She didn't have the car, you know. She has to do everything, you know to care for for uh, for kids so she didn't uh, she didn't have the time to uh, to s- to talk about the love you know and growing up and that time people have different they didn't abuse like friends mm-hmm. love like we do today you know it was the older generation they they it wasn't like uh, straight like today you know yeah and uh, so i didn't take anything with me you know uh, Sure, the bad memories. This, you know? But this is where I'm going with this. It, 
there's something about the way you guys grew up in Poland and the culture that you grew up in that I think is actually a benefit to the way you have coped and survived and moved forward, right? There's there's a little bit of the culture. That you, no, maybe I'm wrong, but I, it seems to me that part of the, the, the culture that you came from is, dude, stop crying about things. It's not going to – crying isn't going to help anybody. Get up. Move forward. Is that your culture? Yeah, no, people have to have to do the things because they didn't have so much uh, con- right. convenience like here, you know. Right, and, right, uh, right, right. But, you know, for me, it was a different story because I left my home as 19. I didn't have the spine, you know, yeah. just uh, just you have the spine when you have the good family, they build, you know, I, I, di- I, I, gr- I didn't have any model in my uh, in my right, life, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so I I started living very hard living because uh, uh, because I didn't have I was like the homeless. Next two years, when I when I when I pass exam on university and become the student, right? And uh, I was uh, hiking Poland, living. Uh, keep, I, I have to, you know, survive. You know. Yeah. So I learned so many good things how to survive, but in very b- bad things, you know, how to how to uh, manipulate the people, treat the people as the tools, you know, just to get what you from them what what you want yeah. you know and uh, but here's what no here's why I want to go with this in our world in our Oprah culture over here <laughs> it goes a little something like this um dream big figure out a way to make money at what you really want to do you just rolled your eyes oh you guys didn't get to do that we've been living in i've been living in canada longer than in poland yep okay so uh, my family was a little different than Richard. Um, I had a good family with a good father, good mother. And they loved us, my brother and I. Um, but there was the way the children was raised mm-hmm. to take responsibility, to take care about their duty. Mm-hmm. And nothing was free. I have to... Um, and it was very simple for me. I asked my father for something, and my father said no, and I understand. No is no. Uh, the same, you have to wait. You have to collect your money. Delay, so that, uh, delay gratification. Yeah, I, I, but that was the, 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 but when I transferred from high school and went to university, I was able to take care of myself. You know, I didn't need any mommy and daddy calling me every day. I didn't have phone, of course. That's it. <laughs> Patty's laughing over there. Because we have this, um, this mechanism in us to, to survive, take care about us, yeah. you know, because we were taught how to deal with the conflict, with the problem. And we were to rely most of the time on ourselves. So uh, I find that very uh, helpful when I have to um, struggle with Richard drinking and raising Patty. The same time when actually only a couple of our friends knew about the problem. Yeah. Yes. We we were able to. You carried a ridiculous load. I did. I did. And you should never have had to carry that much. But you have to. You make a choice. You know, you have you, you make you make a, you make a choice to keep this family together because it was of best interest of yeah. Patty. Yeah, sacrificial love. This is what we're talking about. I don't want to I, I don't want to see that as a sacrificial love because sacrifice I want to see this like the choice I made. 
Well, that's but that. Hold on. Do but, you not see a correlation between choice and sacrifice? You know, the sacrifice in my meaning is like something you do, but actually you do this more because you you feel you need to do right. instead by you are directed, you are led by love. Right, okay? right, right. You see, like there was nobody to help us. We didn't have a family. The friends have their own life, okay? Sure, sure. So we have to p- keep together. Even in, it, it was destructive for me, mm-hmm. watching him drinking every day. But, you know, I, I, I kept strong. I had to keep strong. And I know that in some way God may give me that strong, uh, strength. I didn't mm-hmm. even know about that. And... Um, uh, and, uh, and I know it was, uh, took a big hit on me. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. But all right. Well, let me, uh, let me just let you know a couple things. First yeah, of all, okay. I could interview you guys for about four hours straight, but we don't have that much time. Oh. We have one minute. Okay. So in the, last, in the last minute, I'm going to ask you the heaviest question. So your answer has got to be short. This is the heaviest question. Patty, what's going to happen to you when your mom and dad die? I'll survive huh. on God's good mercies and the mercies of friends. I have good friends, regardless of really any anything you're going through. I I have friends. I have tr- I I know that I can trust good people. Right? That I know I can trust. So you're not worried about what's going to because they are your lifeline these days. For all the, the, your entire life, they've been your lifeline. Yes. I I'm just. I worry about that because I don't want that to happen, but it will happen whether I like it or not. Um, so I will have to rely on God, God's good mercies and the mercies of close friends, regardless of nationality, race, background, sexual orientation, what have you. <laughs> it was like a public service announcement. Right that, was good. that was good. All right, let me ask, let me ask your mom and dad this. I don't know much about CP, and people are listening going to go, you're not going to ask that question. Yeah, I am going to ask that question. Is there a, a, a life expectancy that gets depreciated because of CP? Will her life become shorter because of CP? No. No, no. She can have a long, uh, fulfilled life with CP. What we worry is about seizures. Yeah. That's a different That's story. That's a different story. Okay. okay. And there is a... Uh, when you see Patty, you see her only in the wheelchair. Yes. And because I told you that she has a seizure. She has a many other conditions. I don't even want to touch it. And the people, they don't understand that. When you don't walk, you have other conditions. Yes. Okay. Circulation so like, and also, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot. So, okay. but like, if we worry, yeah. yes, we worry. We pray every day that God will take care about her. But, you know, we have, as a parent, responsibility to take care about her in the future. So we have a plan, we have a will, mm-hmm. we have a trust, mm-hmm. so she can stay in the home, yeah, her home, her house, be able to pay all the bills, everything, and live uh, with the help, like our friends, yeah. her friends, yep. yeah? Yep. And so. Thank you. You're welcome. Somebody took off work to come here today. Who was it? Thank you. Might say something about happy, uh, puppy, puppy more? No, I don't think you can. No, <laughs> not allowed to. Of course, go ahead. Uh, you know, I never you, met. You only have thirty seconds, but go ahead. I never, I never met uh, anybody like like Patty. She's so full of love, kindness, 
always think about the others, you know. So this is the the, the problem. And she was. <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs> she was uh, when we were in the Polish church. She was in the youth, youth, very involved in the youth group. Yeah. After through the through the outreach in Christ along ministry, she uh, she was volunteering in a retirement home mm. with uh, shelters. In, in, shelter, in Salvation Army shelter. Now she goes every Saturday alone to the uh, to the shelter in really, really very sick people in uh, in Streetsville. And she's like, I, you know, when I do something, I'm not very normal because when I do something good, I expect the good from the other people. <laughs> and and she doesn't even want to hear about it. No. I don't know. This is, I don't know. She's, she's not she's from a, this no. world. She's know. a strange. She's a strange, yeah, strange, yeah. strange child. But I am very proud of her, but <laughs> of course, and this, this is more a responsibility for us. Yeah. Just what I ask in God every day, this is like, uh, because to give me the strength, give me love. I can share. I don't want to do just because this is my duty, responsibility, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, 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 I need him. This is like, uh, I don't have anybody. Just Jesus, he's he's not the God of my doc, of doctrine. This God of my everyday life. I can survive without him. For me, it's not important now the debate: can I lose salvation or not? Or the Sabbath is on Sunday or yeah. or Saturday? No, yeah, yeah. I don't need this to my and uh, to my Christian life. And I lead. I ask him, you know, for 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 integrity. Because integrity. I have the, yeah, yeah, I have the problem. I can repeat after the. Of course, poll. you have a problem. You're a male. Yeah. It, listen, I'm telling you, we, males need to be more straight up. Us guys, I, I know women have their own issues, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> us guys, us guys need to be straight up about about the yeah. subject of integrity. But I ask, Who we are when no one's looking. I am like, I can repeat after Paul, you know, why I do the things I don't want to do I and don't do the things I want to do. I, that's that's my favorite verse, the do-do verse. And I am hypocrite many so times do. because I don't do what I, what, what I supposed to yeah, do, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but... Okay, listen, we got... Stop. Just, you're killing me here. No, no, we stop. start later, you know, so we have still 15 minutes. <laughs> But we went over 15 minutes already. No, listen, here's... Uh, and thank you. Think about what? my wife, you know? No, now, now yeah, you're going to yeah. suck up about your <laughs> wife. When I was drinking, I was really, 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 you know, uh, it was a problem for me because I failed my wife. Yeah. To be with me, to, to, to go to unknown land, she, she left the parents, friends, and the job she was, she finished university to be a lawyer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we came to the country, to the Canada with $70, no friends, no language, no family, and you know she was always. Story. Yeah, this long story. So the next time we can we can book the next. <laughs> yeah, we'll book another appointment. <laughs> can we have another appointment? Thank you. The, and here's the th- the final thank you. Thank you because of the authenticity in this journey, because of the truthfulness in the journey, because of the grace that has that that comes out of you in this journey, because you have this beautiful combination of tenacity and faithfulness. Together. That's your family. Tenacity and faithfulness. Thank you to all three of you. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Patty, I want <laughs> I want all of our listeners to get your autograph on Sunday mornings at the meeting house. Go to the front door, look for the girl in the wheelchair. There's probably only one. And it's Patty. Thank you, Patty, for being a radio rock star. Yes, okay. Mom. Yeah, why don't I like sacrificial 
love. Because you know, with the sacrifice, it means like you have to be all the time sad and, uh, and you know, like, I hate that. I know. You know, like, I love people full of joy. You can be joyful even if you have a trouble. Of course, most of the time you're going to cry in the car. But you know what? When you have a chance, laugh. Beautiful. You know? And read Barbara, I think it's Johnson. She does the best. <laughs> you're funny. No, I am. Patty, Irina, Richard, go away. Go away. Get out of here. Thank you. Killing me here. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, all three of you.